Hey team, welcome to Everyday with Garistrum and Zed for another episode and today we catch up with um, Beck Botton who's a nurse, mum, uh, wife and fitness advocate from way down in the bay. So welcome to the show, great to have you on board. Oh, thank you, thanks for having me. Nah, no, no problems and um, we've had a couple of catch-ups, well, some real lengthy ones, with some real crack-up ones over over Instagram messaging and about about life and all the rest of it. But um, hey, we call sort of to um, if you can let people know kind of um, what you do now and 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 where you're at currently. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm currently a registered nurse, but also a personal trainer. Um, working from my garage gym until we all got locked down. Uh, but I work in aged care, so uh, I feel we're at the front line really because they're quite vulnerable. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, you're right too, because it's been, I guess, first responder, frontline, and, and aged care. I mean, that's sort of the area that I guess we can go straight into COVID nineteen, and um, we've had some big conversations yeah. about about it. So, I mean, how's it um, sort of perspective and sort of working with the elderly? You know, what sort of what's the what's the situation? Because I think you know, we only get you know, we get what we get from the media. You know what I mean, and um, yeah. and it'd be cool to sort of hear from your perspective in regards to what's happening in that space and what sort of precautions or what it's really like um, in in regards to sort of your work in that space. Well, where I work, um, we've been locked down for about four weeks anyway. Um, prior to we were, you know, going into stage three, we'd already been closed to visitors because obviously a lot of the elderly have outside visitors a lot. Um, and some of the family come from overseas. Uh, so we've been locked down for a little while now, but um, it's really hard because, you know, they used to, you can't sort of tell some of them because they've got cognitive decline. Um, no, you can't have visitors today. So it's really hard in that, in that perspective of things. Um, standard precautions like we're hand-washing and using isolation precautions for a lot of people. Um, if we've had people come back from the hospital, uh, not that we've got anything in Tauranga in the DHB, apparently, yeah. um, but we still have to use those precautions. Yeah. My hands are pretty raw. <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet. Uh, um, the cleaning regime that everyone sort of ha- yeah. have embarked on has is, um, is, is been, sort of, been sort of nuts. You know, when you go to the supermarket and, you know, all that sort of stuff, which was not not popular, it wasn't like the first sort of things that you go and buy and chuck in your trolley is now completely yeah. cleaned out. You know, you would have seen that. I mean, yeah, we're the same. I mean, like if I'm going to work, but this is my bubble from home to work. Mm. Uh, so my husband does our food shopping. Yeah. So his his bubble, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but when he gets home, and I'm the same. When I get home from work, like I've changed my uniform at work, and he's waiting at the door with the dead of wipes before I walk in there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, just to wait. Oh, yeah, I take all my shoes off and everything. Like I've got my sliders on, take them all off, and yeah, all my my clothes and everything go in the dental wash in the washing machine. And I go in the shower. So, but it's just you know our son is asthmatic, so you know it's really hard. I wouldn't I wouldn't want him to get it, you know, um, or any of us really. But he'd be more susceptible with a lowered immunity. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. it's kind of. Um, I mean, yeah, that puts you more than on the front line. You know, it, in that, you know, you're working with the elderly, but then at home, you know, you, you've got a son that yeah. you have to be super caught, you know, you got to be cautious about, you got to be, um, really make sure that you're you're doing all the right things, um, which kind yeah. of leads us into that whole, um, how do you think the community's responded? I mean, it's sort of, you hear bits and pieces from different parts of New Zealand and I guess for us up here in, in Auckland, uh, and, and well, for where I live, there's, 
a whole bunch of people still rolling around the street. Um, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of people yeah, still yeah. doing things that you what they like, do, what they normally do. If it, and I mean, how's it for you guys down down your ways in Taronga? Well, we live, um, we can see the beach from where we are. Yeah. Um, and we're quite close to the Marine Parade and at the mouth. And, uh, you know, a lot of our neighbours are surfers. They, must, they were still going up and out until a number of days ago, I think, because the, beach, the police have actually closed the, the beach access from oh, okay. where we live. Um, so they're, they're a lot more visible out there. But, I mean, people were streaming, streaming across the beach. They were going swimming and just doing what they normally do. And, you know, just not really realising, you know, they shouldn't be doing it. And even now, like the other day I came home from work and it was a lovely afternoon and it's almost like a summer's day. Yeah. Uh, and there's families just streaming, <laughs> streaming yeah. up the road. Um, you know, it's, just, it's really unreal. Like some people just don't understand the concept of it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's really frustrating. Yeah, and it would be for From you. a nurse's perspective as well, you know. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of like because you're right in them. You're right in there. You sort of understand. You guys are probably getting lots of updated information coming from the ministry and then you know leadership within your organisation. And um, yeah. it would be really, really difficult um, to sort of like, what the hell? Why are these people still like thinking it's summertime and and you can just roll over to the beach? Because you know, my family we're quite active and we always sort of yeah. look to go to the beach and stuff with the girls and that and and we just can't you know and we're just not and we, that's yeah. it. we've made that conscious decision and choice that you know that was the best thing to help was to sort of yeah. abide with by some of it's those. really hard when you got younger ones so yeah. um you know i appreciate what the little it leaves as well it's, it's got to be tough because they don't understand just like elderly people yeah the majority of them don't understand you know yeah um yeah, but, but it's, tough. it's got to be tougher yeah yeah 100 percent. and but you, you kind of i think like I'm pretty certain teenagers and people in their 20s understand, you know what I mean? And then just like, yeah. what the bitch is going on here? Okay. Um, yeah, no, that's right. Um, but you still see, like, on social media, you still see some of these people getting out together and lifting weights together, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, we all stopped going to the – I mean, I, I was a bit more conscious. I stopped taking Liam to our CrossFit gym. Yeah. Uh, probably two weeks before we got to level three because I was just watching, you know, and I, I, I don't, I may, be, I may sound a bit pedantic, but I just didn't want to risk it, you know, because I mean, I know that that's where it's going to, it's going to breed, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. So we sort of stay, we sort of social, social distance quite early, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're sort of in the same boat and we, we were lucky at work. Work was really on top of it um, really, really quickly, um, sort of making some decisions. And I think, even even prior to going to level two, we were already sort of implementing potentially yeah. we'll be looking at home or having skeleton work crew and then or staggering it coming into work. Yeah. So mm. we we're quite we we're quite fortunate to have pretty pretty strong leadership and people sort of understanding what sort of what what may be and or what you know, the worst case scenarios. And I think we've um, I think a lot of people kind of I mean to be fair, there's a lot of people out there who are doing. There, but I kind of see yeah. it. At, especially going to the supermarkets and all the rest of it, everyone's sort of you know one at a time and keeping two meters apart, and um, yeah. you know trolleys are all being wiped down. People are you know using hand sanitizer going in and coming out, and all the rest of it. And there's so many more people wearing um, face masks now, which is um, yeah. crazy because hey, like three weeks ago you, you'd <laughs> never see it. Um, no, no. But now, no, definitely not. Um, now, holy hecka, everyone's wearing you know so many people wearing and, and gloves. 
and gloves. That's what I've noticed yep. in the last um, week or so. Yeah, when my, my husband's going out shop, he's taking, he's got gloves, he's got the uh, surgical mask, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, that's just because I've told him he's got to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think it's good to hear, yeah. it from, hear it from you and, and what you're doing for your family, and hopefully, you know, some listeners here will go, like, yeah, okay, damn, man, we need to maybe step up a bit. Um, how, how do you think it's. Um, playing out across the nation in regards to, you know, we've seen numbers kind of, you know, they've dropped down. Um, yeah, but yeah. I'm of the mind that, you know, until you, until I see sort of two or three weeks of really low numbers, um, that yeah. we're, we're kind of not, not out of the woods. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Know, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I'm, I'm not a medical profession, but I'm like, hmm, eh, I think a couple of weeks yeah, yeah. just to see if the numbers really drop. Um, yeah. Well, hey, I'm, I'm a nurse. I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a pro, but, just through what you know, just observing what's happened in the rest of the world and then what's happening here, I just, I just think, you know, there's this is things we just don't seem to know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You know, you've got one one day you you've got 19 cases. I mean, in the last 24 hours, they said that they haven't they've tested less, they, but a thousand people less mm. than what they had in the last uh, 40 hours. So you're going to see those low drops in numbers. But I, I mean, you know, I just think. On the news one night, it's telling us we've got 70 cases down in Queenstown at the hospital down there, mainly staff. And then the next day, you're hearing nothing. It's just like, it's really conflicting, you know, what we are hearing. It just makes you wonder, are we getting getting the the full picture? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, and to be honest, you know, I doubt we are. I mean, it's it's kind of like you know the, the government officials are not really going to lay it out all on the cards to say, hey, this is what we what's going on. Um, we've seen that yeah. worldwide, you know, a number of countries: UK, America, Italy, France, Spain, Germany. You know, I mean, yeah. we, only, we only know what has been put out into the media. But I, I think it's something that everyone needs to be aware of. And you know, I think moving forward, um, which I'll be interested in your point of view in regards to this. I think moving forward, even if we got to level three or level two, life as we, mm. we as we've come accustomed to prior to this won't kind of yeah. flow back to what it was before. I can't see it going back really quickly, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, we're at the end of week four soon, um, and she's already said she's got that deadline of the 20th, I think, wasn't it, uh, where she's going to announce going forward what the plan is. But, I mean, I still can't see, see us going to, to level three yet. Because, yeah. I mean, you've got all this next, next two weeks where uh, you're going to see back to normal numbers probably. You know, if they haven't been testing that many people, which I think out of New Zealand, there's, there's, only, there's not even 1% of our population being tested, which yeah. is a bit scary. <laughs> so yeah. you think of that. I mean, I think unless we're going to go house to house uh, and test everyone in the country, then you'll probably get a true figure. Yeah. I don't know, maybe it's a bit extreme, but I mean, you know what I mean? It's um, yeah, The numbers I, just don't seem to... Yeah, and I agree yeah. with that too, because I think kind of, you know, it's, what's it now, April... You know, we start heading into, you know, autumn and obviously winter, you know, like flu becomes a bit more prevalent, you know. Everyone's a little bit weaker yep. in the immune system and susceptible to, yep. you know, flus and colds and all the rest of it. So, I mean, who's not to say that it, this may not kick off? And it's a, and it's a winter virus as mm. well. Uh, and that's the thing. It, it, it thri- you know, the heat will kill it, whereas it will thrive in anything below six degrees, which... Yeah. You know, we could be in very shortly anyway because it's you know the temperatures are dropping now. Yeah. Um. So that's it's food for thought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um. Yeah. 
But yeah, thanks for that. I think it's sort of really important to sort of hear from somebody who's who's in that sort of space and and to share that and then you know to have have a bit of a discussion around it because I think it's a really important point that we want our communities all to be really really healthy and to you know take this kind of seriously for a little bit longer than just a couple of weeks. Um, you know, yep. this could be ongoing for three or four months. Yeah, well, that's it. So on the whole, I think most people are taking it seriously. It's only a minority that's not. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, and um, it, and it's quite funny because you talk about that minority. Is that what are they saying? Like you know, one person could affect X amount of people, and then those people can go and affect X amount. So it only really takes a small minority, doesn't it? So which, yeah. we, which we've seen with clusters. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so hey, um, thanks for that, and I'll just. Also, really keen. Like we sort of got to know each other on on Instagram and, and sort of following your yep. you know following journey and all the rest of it, and then um, really sort of keen to sort of hear about your own sort of health and fitness. Because being a nurse and being a personal trainer, yep. I mean, they're two very, <laughs> very 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 interesting sort of careers. But they sort of they morph, you know, because they're all about helping people. And um, yep. so, really keen to sort of hear about like your own, you know, your your personal journey and, and how you've sort of transitioned or, or moved into that personal training space and and your own sort of home yep. gym setup how that came about and and what you're hoping to achieve with it yep well um yeah so i became a nurse at 40 and actually believe it or not i'd never actually been in a gym until that 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 time yeah, I <laughs> uh, i'd finished my finished my degree and i was quite quite overweight um as a lot of people tend to do when they're over a degree they tend to eat a lot and drink a lot and study a lot and sit on the bums a lot. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I did that and uh, I decided that at 40 I wanted to, you know, I'd finished my degree, I'd, I'd seen things when I'd been on placements in the hospital, I was just like, oh, no, I need to change change my lifestyle, um, you know, for my kids as well, as well as my own health. So I joined a, a what you call a, a normal gym. You know, not a CrossFit gym, just a normal gym where you go to and uh, get a basic PT program, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I just went to, to, to a normal everyday gym and I stayed there for three years and didn't really lose a lot of weight. Uh, but then I wasn't, it was very different um, because I I was really into the fitness side of things. Like I'd go seven days a week, so that's just me. But I'm a bit of a knuckle like that. But um, I never really lost a lot of weight until I decided one day that actually I'd had enough. I was really bored with the gym because I used to do pump classes, spin classes and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I, it was actually because Liam, Liam, um, because he couldn't, he would never participate in school sports and stuff like that. Not that he isn't able to converse with other kids, but because it was just that fear of being watched because um, he's got sensory processing disorder and so there was that anxiety. So actually, we ended up going to the local CrossFit gym, not far from us. Um, and there was a guy there um, who was absolutely amazing, and he doesn't live in Tarong anymore. Uh, but he he welcomed Liam in, and Liam took him straight away. So anyway, Liam went to CrossFit gym, and then not long after, I joined. Um, and yeah, the, the rest is sort of <laughs> history. But um, that's where I really learned a lot because I learned about nutrition. Even though I was a nurse, I didn't I didn't really know a lot about nutrition, to be honest. Mm. Um, so I learned a lot about nutrition. I lost a lot of weight. Um, but previous to all this, about six years ago, I'd walked into a boat trailer. Um, my daughter was at Sea Cadets in, in Tarana, and we were moving boats around, and I walked into the end of the trailer and it shunted my knee up into my left hip and my back. Okay. Um, 
so that's where I'm currently at because this pre-existing injury has come back to haunt me about 12 months ago. So yeah, that, and then yeah, so in this last 12 months, I because um, I've always had a passion for helping people because I'm a nurse. Um, but in the last 12 months, I decided I wanted to become a PT. So I trained to be a PT. And because I'm older, I think, uh, I wanted to help people sort of my age group, you know what I mean? I know yeah, that yeah. sounds a bit nervous, but uh, not everyone is comfortable walking into a CrossFit gym or oh. a normal gym. No, hundred um, percent on that. It's, it's it is it is a scary proposition for anyone, and yeah, I think it is. even you know I can say that even for myself, you know, even me say rolling up to a gym, you know, CrossFit or whatever. Yeah. If I'm not from there, you're still going to be like, oh my god, what are the people like? You know, what's the yeah. um, what's the programming like? What are, how do they operate here? So you you're always yeah. going to be. I think that's cool that you sort of like, hey man, I want to be a PT and I want to help people, you know, around my own age. So I mean, because. I, there's not many in their forties are going to go. Hey, I'm going to put my hand up. I'm going to go have a crack at CrossFit and walk in. Yep. No, well, they don't. <laughs> I think, and that uh, it suited me because I'd been going to the gym for three years, but mm. I, I got to the point where I was just bored with it. Even though I was doing, you now I was doing weight weights. I was doing, um, but not like CrossFit weights, but just like a weight circuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was doing pump classes and spin classes, but I was just bored, bored yeah. with the whole thing um, and not really getting anywhere because I didn't have that nutritional guidance, if mm-hmm. you like. Um, so there, when I joined CrossFit, I was just like, whoa. <laughs> it was great. Loved it. Um, and still love it and the, the mythology of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, so that anyway, with my, my garage gym, the, way, the reason that come about is... Um, so I, I've got to have a hip operation. Uh, I've got to have a hip arthroscopy to clean out my hip so mm-hmm. I can move around a bit better. Um, so I thought, well, I reduced my hours because I was working for a nursing agency. Uh, reduced my hours and thought I'll focus solely on getting my business going. Um, and so actually the people that I've had, because I've incorporated kids, I want, and I'm, I'm starting to, well, before the lockdown, I was starting to... Um, do family boot camps, which mm-hmm. actually for me is huge. It's where it's at, you know, because I see heaps of people like, oh, I can't go to the gym because of the kids and all this sort of, yeah, sort of yeah. stuff. And I and I just think after, because I've worked out with Liam for the past well, two years, he's been able to do adult classes with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think it's fantastic, you know. And I mean, normal gyms won't live a kid in there until they're 14, whereas the CrossFit gym, you know, you know yourself, it's... Um, it's fully functional and, yeah, the movements are so important for any age, you know. Mm. Um, so I just think for families, and this is this is where I was going was with my business until we got locked down. But um, yeah. I ended up not solely focusing on people my age, but I've had all sorts of different people come to me um, for help, <laughs> if yeah. you like. I think that's really um, cool because yeah. it's obviously um, a reflection of yourself and, and, and the way that you operate as a person and individual, you know, willing to help people and and i think that's really important i think some of the key things and i think it's i just want to touch on too quickly was um was i think you made a point just earlier in regards to liam went to a gym and found a you know a fantastic coach and i think that's that's paramount man any community within um crossfit or gym is that if you've got an amazing coach who's got a good heart and then the owners have got good hearts and 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 that really reflects on the people that go there. And I think that's huge because it's that's. I, th- I think so too, and uh, it's unfortunate that this, the person that was there because initially I'd mailed um, 
their kids, uh, so it was, it was the kids' group there at that stage. I just mailed them and said, oh, I didn't know who this person was. I was just like, oh, no, my son's got a uh, huge anxiety. He, yeah. he was selectively mute um, at school for the first 12 months months of his life. Okay. Um, and so I mailed this guy, and when we went, like, even up until we got to the car park, and Leah was like, I can't go in, because that's how bad his anxiety can be. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, I can't go in. And I'm like, no, no, you can do it, you can do it. Mm. And he goes, okay. So we went in, and straight away, this guy, his name's Rob, he is yeah. fantastic, uh, and I'm you know, still friends with him now, but he's great. But he, he got down, and he was he pretended to do up his shoelace, and he got down to Leon's eye level, and he was like, hey, mate, this is my name's Rob. And actually from then, and if it wasn't for him, Liam wouldn't have carried on, you know. Yeah. Um, it was just because he got down to his level as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, and I just think that's, that's so important. It's just great. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, that's, that's kudos to, to him, Rob, their coach. That's, that's amazing because that's what you want. I mean, end of the day, you yeah. know, that's the type of people you want to be associated with, want to be around. And um, that's cool that you guys found that and, and Liam – um, instant comfort and and yeah. Rob doing that because at the end of the day, man, there is no levels in gyms, uh, and that's this is what, I'm just going to segue off here. If people think that, like, <laughs> yeah, but there's there is, levels, yeah, but you, yeah, but you do um, you do get cultures. I think yeah, even yeah. in CrossFit, which yeah. is a shame because you, um, you can't help it's it. It's still a great community. You can't help it. There's going to no. be cultures. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> if you like, you're going to have the. <laughs> You're gonna have the peacocks, and you're gonna have the um, people who are strutting <laughs> around, and you're gonna have the people that are, you know, they're the they're the top dog in the gym and all the CrossFit facility. Yeah. And you know, God, I mean, oh, to be fair, I'll be pretty honest, everyone, man, I've fallen into that trap myself when I was a young young fella. End of the day, <laughs> I might be might be okay at a few things, but um, on the world scale of things, meh, <laughs> you know, end yeah, of the day, yeah, and yeah. and you just want to be. Yeah. And you kind of figure out that actually, I just want to be like better for myself the next day yeah. and every day moving forward. And then when you have family, I want to be, oh no, I want to be better and strong and healthy for yeah. them. Um, well, I think it's role models as well because, um, mm. you know, because I'd never been in the gym until I hit 40. Uh, so the whole lot was really daunting for me. And so, Mm. When I had this massive, um, it was really confidence building as well for me because yeah. I'd met, yeah, I'd lost an astronomical amount of weight, something you know, like twenty six kg of weight mm. uh, initially, <laughs> um, and for someone of forty something, it, that was huge. And now I got I got stronger, um, and then I had this injury, and it was sort of set me back mentally. Um, yeah. But I mean, for me, it was about role modelling to Liam that actually yeah. you can't you can't give up. You know, because he could easily give up really on lots of things because of his anxiety. Yeah. Um, so for me, why my garage gym is it's just my garage. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's uh, you know we can go out and we can work out down there. Yeah. Even when everything's back to normal, we're still gonna we're still gonna do it, and I'm still gonna um, I still want my family boot camps, you know, and I yeah. still want to keep my kids' classes going and stuff like that because it's just so important. Um, yeah, I try and stress to. I'm always uh, publicising for families because I yeah. think, yeah, and it's. I think they need to keep those connections with their kids as they grow older, and I think fitness is a really good way to do that. Yeah, yeah, it is a really cool way, and I think we, you know, 
I mean, for me at home, that's really important for my girls and then for me just to be home as well and not having that burden yeah. of having to travel and go here and it's 30 minutes here and then da-da-da and all the rest of it. And, and, and it's kind of like on my time. You know, I've got it three, yeah. three, six, five, twenty four seven. The you know, the girls come in and have a jam and, and I feel I really, I really love your philosophy and I think it's, you know, you'll, you'll do really well in that space because I think that's, you know, getting families together for boot camps and, and they're all doing Mm. Um, moving and doing bits and pieces is really cool because I think just before lockdown, you know, you have you you having quite a few kids and um, coming in yeah. and, and training and you know I'm, I quite and I like Liam, you know, Liam's just like he just cracks into it. It's so cool because he just gets he, into it, eh? You know, he just does it. It's like well, wow, he does, no, he yeah. does, and he's he's sort of I think he's got my mentality, which is a bit scary, but because <laughs> <laughs> even though you know I I can't move that well at the moment. Um, so I, I can't really touch a barbell. I shouldn't really touch a barbell that much because I've got to have an epidural for my back as well. But oh, okay. I'm just really careful yeah. what I do. Um, so it's really frustrating. But yeah, he's just—he's just—he gets—you can see it. He's so focused when he's yeah. working out. Yeah. Um, it's just like he's like an ever-ready battery. He's just like he just keeps going and going and going. Yeah, yeah. And going, you know. That's really um, cool. I think it is good. Yeah, and I think it kind of touches on. I, I just wanted to well, have a quick chat about Liam and about like because you sort of told me about his you know sensory processing disorder and and anxiety and all the rest of it. But I think a while ago yeah. you mentioned like exercise and fitness has been like huge for him, like changing him. Oh, like, you know, yeah, it'd be it cool to sort of hear hear about that. Like that's that's awesome. No, well, he. Um because he's dyslexic as well. So yeah. we actually pulled him out and homeschooled him in the last uh, 18 months. Uh, so he's actually correspondent school through Dakota and Wellington. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's because of you know, all that was adding to his anxiety as well because he couldn't keep up with the mainstream kids, even though he's very, very clever and very bright, but he can't get it out like most kids can because he's dyslexia. But, uh, so his anxiety, I mean, CrossFit in itself helped him hugely. And actually, I've got a couple of kids that are very similar to Liam. And, yeah, it could be something else. I move into that area as well of helping kids a lot more like Liam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's just that because they can't, you know, when it was school, school athletics day, it's not that he can't do it or that he didn't want to, but mm. he couldn't. Um, and people don't, there's a lot of people that don't understand anxiety and how disabling it can be to someone. and. Yeah. yeah, it can be a cruel world. Yeah, yeah. Could you? I mean, it'd be it'd be cool, to sort of. Here, could you kind of like expand on that? Like, what is like sensory processing disorder and anxiety? Because I think you know people read about it, but do they really understand yep. what it is? You know, it'd be yeah, yeah. It'd be really interesting, to sort of, hear like from a mum say, "Hey, this is kind of what it's about." Because you know, I'm at, I'm at a university, and and we do deal with a lot of students who have anxiety and have yep. levels of depression and, and, and so forth. Yep. So we're very conscious of that. So um, it'd be really cool to hear from your perspective so people can kind of have a better understanding of, of what it is. Well, he, um, if you go into a Google search bar and type in sensory processing disorder, you'll come out with this whole ream of, you know, he's on the spectrum, which, which he is. But he, we've been through CAMS. He was tested under a psychologist and for ADHD and all that, that business. And it, it's just not that, which I knew anyway. Um, but sensory processing disorder is just pieces of the spectrum. It's a high-functioning anxiety disorder. He can be highly sensitized to his surroundings. He needs structure. When he was at school, they 
cans actually came out and the, the registered nurse, which did sort of annoy me because, you know, I know him and mm. this nurse tried to tell me, this guy tried to tell me that, uh, oh, your son's got ADHD. I'm like, no, actually he hasn't. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, because I wasn't just being a parent. I was like, actually, no, he hasn't. I know he hasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until they changed our, our, um, our care, what they call a manager, that uh, they then got a psychologist to do an evaluation on Liam and then she said, oh, no, he's definitely my ADHD. <laughs> but that's the thing people assume because because the reason being is because when this guy went and assist him in the classroom session, he turned around and he was, he was like a... Um, he was like an energizer bunny. He just couldn't keep still. And I said, that's because he knew you were in the classroom and you're, you weren't supposed to be. You're not normally in the classroom. So yeah. it's that kind of stuff like um, he can pick up. He's really sensitive, if you yeah. like, to his surroundings. Certain, certainly the way he eats. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really hard. Different pictures. Because if you think of the oral sensory uh, system, it's the same thing, hot, cold, textures all that can be affecting him, all sorts of things. It, it's, it can be a bit of a pain in the bum at times and really frustrating, but you just got to take yeah. a deep breath with him sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, noises, uh, certain shots he won't... I mean, it, it very much sounds like he's autistic, mm-hmm. but actually it's, it's not autism. Yeah. Um, and actually it's not even registered. The sensory processing isn't actually a labelled mental health condition under the, the diagnostic... Uh, the DSM for mental yeah. health conditions. So that's frustrating in itself too because we get no funding for him in any way or form of uh, for swimming or anything like that. So because he's not a, a labelled child. Okay. So yeah, it's all sorts of fun. Uh, yeah. His whole, like at night, he'll sleep better in winter time because he can have his duvet all over him and he's tucked in and um, because it's another thing is, and that's why CrossFit helps him because he had bilateral low tone when he was a baby because we didn't know all this until probably two years ago but um, because he never crawled as a baby so he never he never got that, that tone okay. which is really odd and then yeah so he got assessed by an occupational therapist and she she told us that actually he's got bilateral low tone which would affect all his learning developmental stages so yeah well, all sorts of things. I could go, I could go on all night. <laughs> no, oh yeah, a bit, a bit. Um, but that's that's great. Yeah. I mean, that's great to sort of yeah, that you can share it, and um, you know, I guess from my perspective, you know, um, I mean, watching watching Liam develop and 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 really enjoy training. I mean, that it goes to show that there's 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 some science or there's something in there, isn't there, in regards to yeah. Being challenged. Because he knows it helps him yeah. as well. Yeah, uh, yeah he, he knows that it, it helps him function better. Not that he doesn't function normally, but when you have extreme anxiety like he does, um, it can stop your working, you stop your body working, mm. you know? And so you can just, yeah, he could just melt down quite easily due to emotions. So, yeah, so exercise is integral for him. Yeah, uh, he had a day off. To, he had a day off today, but I mean, he can't go every day. So I think he probably would, but yeah, yeah. I'm sort of saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got to have. he got to have a break, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh man. But I mean, it helps him. Helps him function daily. You know, so yeah. Well, he'll, he'll be he'll be excited yeah. for tomorrow's training session. Then he's had a day off. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be champing at the bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah, that's cool to see. That's awesome to see that. Like um, you guys, you know, been you know, you might. 
you're with mum and then you know his dad and that you guys are all chipping in and 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 helping him and and um yeah. i mean from my perspective you know even you know i wouldn't know if you hadn't told me you know i'd just say hey that's awesome that you that your son's out there training with you guys in the garage and you guys all having a jam yeah. i wouldn't have a clue that he'd had that he'd had he'd be you know had anxiety or had you know sensory processing yeah. disorder so um yeah. that's cool man it's like for, for and if I, if I don't know, I'll just see that's a normal functioning kid. And, um, well, and he what, is, he yeah. is. And you wouldn't actually know, like, if you came here, he'd be quite quiet, probably yeah, yeah. for about half an hour, but it's only because he doesn't know who you are. But yeah, yeah. within that half an hour, he's, he's worked it out, and he'll be like, he'll talk to you the best after yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, you guys have done a wonderful no. job about that. And then that's, I think that's that's cool because it's kind of like, you know, if you own your home gym and business and then yeah. with family and that, it's all sort of, it's sort of all rolled into this, this sort of opportunity. And it's unfortunate that like yeah. at the moment, just at the moment, that C19 is kind yeah. of like got it on hold, only on hold. For the oh, people, yeah. For the people of Tauranga, if you're listening, there you go. When it's all <laughs> up and running, give back a call, eh? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm still getting people messaging me now. So yeah. yeah, no, that's cool. I know that's one of the cool things about social media is that you still have those opportunities to sort of reach out and, and ask things yeah. and um, potentially, you know, there's bits and pieces that you can pass on to other people and vice versa. So, I mean, that's a, that's a wonderful part of what we're doing now in regards to what's happening now. We're still keeping in contact and sharing stuff. So that's cool. Hey, I yeah, just want to yeah. really um, – yeah. Also, just one other, like, in regards to your own, because I think you mentioned a couple of times you're going to have a um, operation on your hip, and I, I understand how annoying injuries are because um, you 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 sound like a little bit like me. I'll I'll just keep going, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'll just keep going until I get it done, and then I'll just try and come back as quick as possible. Yeah. So, how what sort of things are you doing, sort of, to look after your sort of hip and stuff pre-operation? Because I've seen you still training pre-operation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just doing what I can actually. So even though I try to do strengthening for my yeah, that hip in particular, mm. it, certain things I just can't do even in strengthening mode because it's just too sore. Believe it or not, by this time of night, I am a total cripple. <laughs> <laughs> I actually struggle to, under no, no lie, I struggle to walk by this time of night because what's happened is the entire socket in my hip is just macerated and okay. yuck and just rip to shit. Um, So it's really, really quite painful. But uh, so I just do lots of strengthening. Um, I'm sort of not doing any barbell really. I think heavy anyway because um, I can't. Um, So I'm just doing, I'm just doing what I can, (laughs) I suppose. Uh, I'm just writing my own stuff up every day. Um, And just, yeah, which is probably not a good thing at times because the one I did today was a bit of a, I was halfway through and I said to my husband, I was like, oh my God, who, who wrote this shit? Because <laughs> it, it was actually a bit of a killer, to be totally honest. It, yeah, was, yeah. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was quite nasty. But um, just, uh, yeah, so for like Liam and Lee, they can do obviously squats and lunges and things like that, all the stuff that I want to do and I can't do. Yeah. Um, like I can't run, which is really frustrating. Um, so I've just got my rower. I struggle with things like burpees and and stuff like that because it's just that getting up and down. So I'm yeah, yeah. quite slow. So mainly just lots of kettlebell and dumbbell work, really. I suppose. 
and just lots of strengthening, core strength, glute strength. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, at least you're moving. You know, you're still moving and yeah. it gives your body, you know, whatever you're having to do and what you're doing now before you have your operation is, I, I think, is going to have a massive benefit on recovery. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Post, you know, post-op, it's going to definitely help you. And, and that's my school of thinking too is like train around an injury or, or a situation. Mm. So one, but also think also it sort of helps your mind, you know, it keeps you yeah. mentally strong and, um, and it keeps your mind fit as well. So yeah. we're sort of big, big believer in that. So it's really cool to see you guys story. Like here you got Liam, he's just, he's just crushing it. And here's his mum. He's got like a buggered hip and it's like still cracking on. And I'm, and, and I'm yeah. encouraging you to like, Hey, you should give this a go. And you're like, you're joking me. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, I'll, mod- yeah. I'll modify it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, no, no. Well, that's right. I've got to modify. Um, Cause I mean, we're still, we're still under our CrossFit, CrossFit gym as well. So yeah. um, I'll, I'll do watch from them as well, but obviously I've got to modify such a lot. Yeah. You know, if there's any leg work, certain leg work, I've just got to, Yeah. <laughs> 
it doesn't really matter, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm yeah, not, I'm not yeah. going to the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> um, that's it. So, um, no, but that's... I think it's more, that's what I was saying, it's more um, because I, yeah, because I'd found fitness so, so late in mm. life, if you like, um, which is not, but I mean, it feels like that at the time. Um, you sort of think, oh, shit, you know, this, this is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it can bring you down, but no, I'm all, I'm all good, I'm back. I'm yeah. back. I'm not back on board. So, yeah. and my mindset is, you know, I'm just. I can already visualise coming out the other side yeah. of the hospital, and just, you know, I just want. I want to get there, <laughs> which yeah, I nearly yeah. was two two weeks ago. Yeah, oh, that's right. Um, yeah, you mentioned yeah. that too. You're, in, you're on the door to going in, and then holy, I mean, oh, before. the day before, yeah, 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 the day before on the Monday, and I said to my husband, I was like, oh, shit, God, I wish they'd have got me in on the Monday rather than Tuesday, but never mind. Yeah. Can't help that. No, no. So hopefully, um, whatever happens, and you got you can get an operation fairly quickly afterwards. And um, yeah, you definitely got the mindset to you. Know, you know what you need to do. And then I think if you have that mindset, you go like, yeah, I'm going to come back. Yeah. I'm going to do the rehab. I've already doing my bits and pieces already um, pre-op. Um, that's going to help yeah. you accelerate recovery. Bam, and you're you're back in the mixer again. And um, you can do those um, thousand step ups. <laughs> you can do Chad <laughs> with a weighted vest. Yay. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Actually, it's, yeah, and actually onto an actual box, which I can't do because it's, it's, the step is just too high for my hip um, yeah. to do a thousand, yeah, <laughs> a thousand steps. The, but um, it is bonkers. Let's I still be honest. did it. I, I, just, I, I just got a, I just got a normal step and put a plate on it, so it was yeah, all right. Yeah. A little yeah. bit raised. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. You just make modifications. I mean, mobility-wise and all the rest of it. So, and just um, sort of going back to the garage gym. I said, is it in your home space and, and and the likes? Is there anything you know advice that you could pass on to anyone who's gone like, yeah, you know what? I'm actually really keen to set up a bit of a gym, garage, or shed, or something at home. Is there anything yeah. any good advice you you'd, that you think would be of value to people out there? That want to do what you know, set up something at home. I just think um, after you know, <clears throat> after my ex- sorry, <clears> throat> throat> but yeah, um, I think with my experiences of because um, I've just bought bits and pieces at a time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so I just think I just think people should just go for it. Um, and after seeing you know people in lockdown and they're all working out at home and modificating so many things that they can use to, you know, as a weight mm. to do, you know, you're seeing it online every day, you're thinking people should just get a bit more out there and just think, you know, this could be permanent. Yeah, <laughs> I just yeah. think garage sims are definitely, you know, where it's at. Um, and I, you know, I've got things I want to add to mine. Yeah. Uh, but I think people should just go for it. Don't, don't worry about what you haven't got, but just, just start small and, um, yeah, just add to yeah. it. But yeah. just go for it, so I think. I think it's, it's a great environment, especially if you've got a family at home. You know, you can just all get in there and, and have, have a good time, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys you guys definitely do. You, you drag you drag your husband <laughs> in there and, you know, Liam's in there, yep. you're in there. So it's – um no, that's cool. And I think that's a really key – that's a real good point. You know, I mean, everyone that I've spoken to is exactly the same thing. You know, it, it sort of involves the family. Family can be part yep. of it, your, your home. Well, there's actually there's actually nothing in. Um, I've had so many people message me prior or well, months ago mm. um, asking about family fitness. Yeah. Because so many people, you know, 
these other boot camps that you see around, they're not interested in having kids there because it just it probably seems to them like too much like hard work. And yeah, yeah. there's this theory that kids shouldn't lift weights, even if it's only very light. Mm. I mean, I've got little kids doing um, you know, three and four kg kettlebells, and it's not because I'm letting them do it because I think it's unsafe, but I'm making sure that they do the movement properly first before yeah. they add any weight. Yeah. So I just think there's a misconception out there that kids shouldn't be doing this form of exercise, but I encourage, I encourage it. I really yeah. do. I just think it's really integral for kids. Rather than, I mean, not every kid is going to want to go and play football or rugby or cricket or netball or, you know, I just think, yeah, garage gyms are where it's at, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I agree with you too in regards to the um, getting kids involved. And, um, I mean, there are schools of thought that go, you know, kids shouldn't lift weight, you know, your bone's not, you're not developed. And um, I just, yeah. you know, I think if you're smart and, you, and you've got good parenting or you've got good coaching around you and they can teach a kid how to do move or use um, equipment properly, then I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, you just got to look, yeah. at, you know, people go, hey, look at China and look at, you know, Russia or, or and their countries in Europe. I mean, they've got kids, you know, doing snatches, overhead snatches, cleaning jerks, yeah. you know, and they're like 10 or 9. And they're not using silly weights, yeah. but they're, they're teaching yeah. them, as you mentioned, that proper technique for later on mm. when they move up into, okay, I'm going to lift, you know, 60 kgs over my head, an overhead squat or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but it's all, it's all the technique. It is all yeah. the technique. I mean, my, son, my son's technique is far superior to mine. <laughs> Mate, I yeah. think Liam's, oh. some of Liam's techniques better than mine, so <laughs> you're not alone. <laughs> um, I've got I've got yeah, one good no. shoulder and, and one real bad shoulder from from, from rugby. So you know, I've got I've, oh, got, no. I've got to modify movements myself. So um, yeah. it's yeah. it's kind of like you know, if you can move and you can do it safely, then move. And I don't yeah. think age is a barrier, whether you're a young person or or an old person. Yeah. You know, if you can move and yeah. comfortably and safely. And it's not going to harm you physically, then, and it's only going to improve you physically. Then I'm, I'm, I'm real yeah. big on that space. Um, oh, definitely. And I guess, um, I guess, kind of like final words. We'll go back to COVID nineteen. <laughs> um, yeah. Is there any sort of, um, you know, final words of encouragement or advice you can that you could lay on, you know, people in New Zealand or around the world, just in regards to it? in regards to like that sort of like looking after the community and looking after our families and and so forth, um, moving forward? I just think, um, okay, <laughs> it's straining my brain at this time of night. <laughs> That's all right. Um, I just think, you know, just keep that awareness going. Um, even when we do go back, which I don't think it will be yet, but even if we go back into a level three, which I think won't be as soon as what people think it will be, mm. Um, just just have that bit more awareness and don't sort of throw yourself back into society if you like. Yeah. Um, just, just keep that social distancing going. And honestly, um, when I saw, I think I heard today that there was uh, that, that Rosewood West Home down in Christchurch, mm. I think they said there's 18, 18 staff there of the 38 or 34 people that have got of that cluster. Mm-hmm. Um, 18 of them are staff. And I'm just thinking, wow, because yeah. hand washing is huge, yeah. you know. And I know that people can take the piss out of it when they see all the adverts and everything and all that. But actually, it, it's really integral when you think, you know, 
that's the biggest prevention of spread of infection, just washing your hands, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and I just think those, when we've got 18 staff down there that have got coronavirus, um, there's a real lack of um, standard precautions. And I think that's what people need to remember is don't, don't, don't slack up on that once, once this is over, you know, keep, keep going with your hand washing. Yeah. Um, and just, just be keeping aware of your social distancing yeah. and just keep safe. Um, 100%. So thanks for that. And, um, I guess, um, we're just going to sign off now, but I'd just like to, a big thank you to, um, you, Beck, for coming on, on tonight and, and having to chat about a few things that, really interesting for me and I'm sure that a number of people find um, really interesting to hear from someone, one who's in the front lines working with aged care um, people and then also around your son Liam and then your own fitness journey, man. Like there's some really awesome sound bites and takeaways here that um, I hope people can sort of embrace and, and take on board. But um, yeah, so anything, any, any thanks, final thanks things? No, nah, no, nah, it's cool, man. It's like I know you're a bit nervous about it, and but, <laughs> um, but no, it was, very, yeah. But it was really cool, and it's, it's awesome to um, have a chat with you. Yeah. You know, to sort of build that connection, you know, between us yeah. and this community that exists within the garage um, gym community, not only in New Zealand but um, around the world. So, thank you yeah. very much. I very much appreciate nice. the opportunity, and and enjoyed listening to you and and. And having a combo with you, having a yarn. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. So, I mean, that's us from um, every day with Garish Gym NZ. So, um, just reiterate what Beck said: just be safe, be healthy, everyone, and peace out.